Hello everyone and welcome back to the World Explorers podcast. This is the podcast where me, Casey, and my friend Isaac talk about building worlds and stuff through prompts. Except for the first Sunday of every month, which it is today, in which case we talk a- take a topic and just talk about it and how it affects world building and giving you guys some tips along the way and just our general thoughts on a generalized topic. Yeah, today we're talking about time travel. Yeah. Because we haven't talked about that before, have we? No, no. But yeah, we've we've done a lot of time travel. Yeah. We've yeah, so I'd say that we could we're fairly well equipped to handle uh this topic. Yeah. And there is one uh, question. One very important question that we are going to address. It affects time travel and how this could possibly break your entire uh, world. And Casey, do you know what question I'm thinking of? I I I have a guess because it is it is one like one day we will make a T-shirt of this. This is my goal to have enough fans <laughs> where I can make a T-shirt. <laughs> it's a T-shirt just saying how this pregnant woman affect it. What happens if if your character is pregnant? Yep, the the pregnant woman uh, paradox. It's a it's a serious thing. It has broken many a time travel attempt. So, uh, where do we want to start with like the basics of world building time travel? Uh. uh so, gen- I, I could just start with a general idea. So, time travel, of course, is where a character or multiple characters. The general standard is they go back in time, and uh, there's multiple th- ways that people like to go. Either they can change the past, or they cannot change the past. Usually, if your characters are not changing the past, you are safe in terms of writing your time travel story. But if you are making a story where your characters can alter the future and change the past, you have to... Uh, explain a lot of paradoxes and try and fill a lot of holes. And I think today we're just gonna pretty much cover how to fill all those holes. Yeah. And how to solve all of the weird problems you run into with time travel. I think, uh, I just want to say, like, the biggest advice I can give you when you're writing time travel is to get other people's thoughts on your time travel because you are going to miss so many loopholes. But the more people you get reading the story, each person's going to think of a different loophole because we just like loopholes and finding them. So just get it proved. Like, this is the type of story that needs the most feedback from others and proofreading just so they can catch it before your readers do. Generally, try to get somebody with good comprehension skills and uh, a very intelligent friend to read this because those are going to be the people who will analyze the most and are most likely to find all of the loopholes and plot holes and I stuff. I mean, I was thinking get yourself a friend who uh, thinks in weird ways that are not what you're used to, like very differently from you. Pick like the opposite spectrum of thought from you because they're going to catch the loopholes you're going to miss. Yeah, so like people who think completely different from you and people who are just really smart at catching just the basic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's tip number one. It's like, that's a very standard tip. Now, I I guess we should probably, like, run into some 
problem, uh, like address some problems you might run into. Uh, so, do we actually want to start off with the pregnant woman paradox? Yeah. So the thing with the pregnant woman is you now have another life being affected, and so the whole idea of the pregnant woman is you are the woman is pregnant at one certain point in time. So what happens when you start moving that time along? Does the baby like stay in that one time period? Does it move along with the mother?、Uh, it's just pretty much the idea that you have had children, and yeah, when those children are had, gets affected by time travel a lot more than you think, and that causes issues. Okay, it's a little bit difficult. I think that might have been a little bit difficult to follow along, but time travel is always like that. Yeah, is the thing. Yeah, it's hard、um, to explain. But so it's kind of like the grandfather paradox, where you go back, you kill your grandfather, and then you can't、uh, be born to go back to your grandfather. But it's even more complicated and even harder to fill. Trying to think of an example in our time travel where we had the pregnant woman problem. Didn't we?、Uh, didn't we run into this problem with like the river of time? Uh, I I know the we ran into it with our first one was when we first came up with it. So this is a problem from episode one because it's the reason our memory elevator switched to memory instead of time travel because we couldn't solve the pregnant woman complex. Okay, so let's let's use that as an example. So in the memory elevator episode that we did. Uh, we had we had a problem where originally it was everybody gets an elevator, and this elevator allows you to travel to the past and、uh, interact with your past timeline. Then where was that again exactly? Was it like if you have a pregnant woman go into the elevator but then give birth inside of the elevator? But then go forward back in time. Where does the child end up? No, I think the issue is, is we had them aging as they go up and down the elevator too. Like it was, you、uh, just yes, go back. Ah, yes, that was、now. it. You、so、age as you go up and down the elevator. So the elevator we were like, wait, what if, you're your pre- what if you're pregnant at some point in your life and you go through the age? Do you end up being pregnant during that, or does it cause your child to cease to exist? Like what what happens there? Yeah, and what happens if you go forward in time? Does your child continue to grow like? Within the womb, or does the child suddenly leave the womb when you、yeah. go forward in time, and the child is now born? See, uh, uh, the, yeah, the other big example we had was actually a、uh, time moves through you. Uh, we did. We had this par. We had to question this paradox as well. Uh, so in this case, uh, we had like you de-aged and re-aged, and we had this whole thing of like you, uh, you would feel your pain. Depending on what age round you were at, like all of a sudden you would re-break your bones and stuff. Like if you broke your bone at six and then you re-aged to six, your bone would be broken again. And then we realized that we could not do that because what if you were pregnant at some point in your life? Because then if you go back to that point, you become pregnant again, and it's like, well, yeah, are you yeah the time is now travel. Like, okay, I want to explain it real quick. So, the time travels. Through you, like let's say you get, you got pregnant and you gave birth, you now have a child.、Mm-hmm. The idea was if the time travels through you and causes you to de-age and your body de-age itself, you will get to a point where you are now pregnant again, but your child has already been born. Yeah. But your child is a separate entity, and the way that we had built it was that you couldn't just create a new entity like that out of nowhere. Yeah. And so, there can't be two of the Same children existing at the same time, but because it, your child is now a separate entity from 
the mother, they can't... Basically, they couldn't coexist. It made no sense. Yeah, but we actually came up with a really clever way to solve that problem, and that was simply like, oh, actually, now your bone doesn't actually break. You just feel the pain as if it had. Yes. So pretty much, Mm -hmm. the woman would go through labor again, there just would be no baby. There'd also be, like, no blood or anything like that. It'd just be the pain. Yep, you would feel it, but it wouldn't actually happen. So the separate entity still exists. Yeah. But, uh... What happened to your body is... Yeah, what's going on with the mother in that instance has no effect on the actual child. Now, yeah. the, I want to say, like, the reason we did that was because we were trying to set up, like, a deterrent as to why people wouldn't constantly age backwards and just become immortal. Like, yeah. we need it, which is another thing we want to talk about. Like, why aren't people abusing the time travel? Like, if you set it up in a way where there's, like, you've cleared all, out all of the paradoxes, so there's no problems in your time travel, like, they can't actually paradox each other, what is to stop people from abusing the time travel? Yeah. What does it stop people from using it in, like, every little part of their life? Yeah. Like, oh, I dropped the dish. Well, what's the stop from rewinding time a few seconds and fixing that dish constantly? Yeah. Or maybe they could do that, and that's just a part of uh, normal, everyday life. But you can see where this would become extremely abusive, and especially in terms of something like, say, a war. If yeah. there's a war going on, and you made a tactical error that caused your side to lose, we'll just go back in time and fix it. But then if you go do that, what's to stop the other side from going back in time and fixing it? But if they did that, what's to stop you from going back in time? And basically, I think it's like a Terminator setup where I haven't actually seen the Terminator. I have no clue what the Terminator is really about. But from what I understand, this is the sort of thing they do, where they just keep on going back in time. And that's like, where does this end? Where does this begin? Yeah. And what's to stop people from abusing this and... This can be a fun scenario on, like, smaller scales, but on larger scales for, like, ability, that's a significant problem. In general, setting up deterrence for abuse of power in world building is good, but in time travel especially, because of all the paradoxes that you get, you definitely want to have some kind of deterrence. Yeah, so in some of the examples we've done, I think a lot of the most common ones that we've at least found that work really well is actually having a limit to how far back you could go was a really big thing that we did. So like our river of time, we have a river where people can go back and forth to time depending on which direction they swim or how they flow with the currents. Uh, But the whole thing was you were aging or de-aging depending on which direction you were going, which meant that you could only go back so far and then you could only go forward so far without, you know, ceasing to exist, or either by dying of old age, or just ceasing to exist, because you're a, a newborn that drowned in the river. <laughs> it got it got morbid, that one did, just a yeah. little. Yeah, yeah, so like, just abuse of time travel is a, a serious problem. Like, like, for example, let's look at uh, Avengers uh, Endgame. Yeah. It at first when I first watched it, I was like, "Wow, this is a really smart, good setup of time travel. It works really well." But the more I looked at it, and the more I looked at how other people were seeing it, turns out it's not a perfect system. Yeah. And there are multiple instances where they can just abuse the time travel, and then you got the problem of like you're affecting other timelines. Well, now those other timelines, you've just doomed because like Thor stole Thor's hammer from another Thor. 
pretty now much. Now that he's stolen the hammer, how does that affect this timeline? Uh, it gets wiped because of because there's only the one true timeline. That's a Loki thing. But that yeah. is explained in Loki. Like someone, a group comes down and wipes the timeline because there can only be one true timeline, and now that timeline is messed up. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I think that Loki has, actually has several world-building problems in terms of, of time travel. Well, time travel is just, just hard. General. Time travel is which is why I actually suggest that most people, most writers, stay away from it unless you are going with a very, very, very basic time travel that is unlikely to really have any problems and that is extremely solidly built that is easy to follow and easy to understand. Yeah, don't... Yeah, I think that's, like, one... Don't do what Wizards of Waverly Place did. Wizards of Waverly Place had one time travel episode. Uh, and they did this... And it was so bad. They did this thing where uh, a wizard could go back in time pretty much whenever they wanted, except all wizards would know that they were doing it. So, you would think that that would be happening a lot. And it never happens in the epi in the series again, except for that one episode. And I think they try to pretend that episode doesn't exist, because the time travel in it was just not great. Yeah, like, one one idea that I've come up with, which uh, I will say, uh, Casey actually told me she doesn't really want to talk about this all that much, because she wants it to be a future episode. Mm, which one? But uh, it's, an, it's an idea for time travel that I've come up with that I think is bust. It might have a few holes that could be punched in it, but I think that it could work really well, and it's simple and easy to understand, which is um, a character goes back in time, and uh, in this instance can change the future. And I'm going to give you like the grandfather uh, paradox as an example, because that's like, one of the more classic ones that everybody understands. Yeah. So a character goes back in time and kills his grandfather. He, and then... He has now changed the future to a point where he shouldn't be able to go back to his grandfather. But what I was thinking was that he's now changed the future, but he still has not changed the past. He still exists in the past. And what essentially happened was he appeared out of nowhere, uh, basically just materialized out of nowhere in the past. So when he changes the future, he still has memories of the future and everything. But that future no longer exists. He was—he never he was born, but he will never be born again, because again, that future, <clears throat> that future uh, has been destroyed. So he could still like live out his life, go back into the future where he would have been born and exist. Uh, it's just the future is now different. Yeah, and I I do want to do like an old world, so I don't want to dive into too deep with it. But we can bring it back to so this is actually what's inspired the uh, personal timeline, which was our last episode actually, uh, which because it kind of stems in this idea that time is related to one person. It's only works through them, and this seems to be like a common theme we do with a lot of our time travel uh, episodes. Is we don't really focus on like time travel affecting the grand scheme of things, but instead on it affecting one person. So like time travel moving through you, like the de being able to de-age and re-age yourself, it's just affecting you pretty much. Uh, even like the memory elevator, we made it so now you're just going through your own memories and you're not, and your own memories are being changed, but like nothing else actually is outside the world. So like it just, time travel is easier when it's very 
personalized to your character when it's just kind of them being affected by it and not the world itself which is why uh, Isaac's world it sounds like it would work so well it's because it's just your character being affected by it but the world itself is continuing normal-ish Oh no! I mean, like, it's changing, it's, it's, well, the but the world is still affected. Yeah, but like, his—it's not affected in the sense like uh, he's no longer gonna stop existing or something because he changed something in the past. Like the world has changed, but the world doesn't realize it's changed. It's only changed for him. Yeah. The world itself hasn't actually yeah. changed. Like it no doesn't one think else is it aware has. Of the change. Yeah, it's just changed for him. It's very personalized, and that makes time yeah. travel easier. Yeah, and so like, and again, this is the incident, and the reason the the main reason I bring it up is just to fix like paradoxes where it's saying you can change the future. Well, why doesn't that affect your current, present, past you're like currently in uh, to stop you from going to the past? Well, it's because uh, like you you still have memories of everything. It's because basically you just materialized out of nowhere. You yeah. are now a new entity that has entered the world, and um. So basically, you have the rule of matter can neither be created nor destroyed. If you really want to get into that, you could say, well, the matter wasn't um, cre uh, created nor destroyed. It was just moved, but it was moved through time. Mm -hmm. And the future time no longer exists, but you were also removed from a point in time. Yeah. You were removed from the future and moved to the past. Mm -hmm. uh, so nothing, uh, nothing's changed in terms of matter existing. Uh, I'm sure a physicist would would disagree with me, but, <laughs> there's, but uh, there's another thing like it's enough. I'd say it's enough of an answer where you can say it's fantasy, it's fiction, it's good enough if you really want to go down that. Yeah, round, I do that think far. that's another really important point to to talk about for time travel is don't get caught off in the science behind it, because the truth is the science for it doesn't exist. Like, we, or it might one day, but it doesn't exist now, and we are far, far away from it ever existing. So, like, don't get caught up in it. Go ahead and have, like, a weird new material come in and do it, or have your uh, scientists make up a bunch of words to explain them doing it, and then just move on with your life. Time travel is this thing established in present-day society as an item that you can kind of just throw in, and we will, for the most part, accept it, as long as you give, like, a basic explanation like this person is a genius and they figured it out and we're like cool or this new material appeared and it allowed them to figure it out cool we're good we'll try if you get cut off into the science and you're not going to invent time travel by writing your book so just get that out yeah, of your head it's not gonna happen guys if you want yeah, to invent time travel go into the science career stop writing fiction yeah Something, uh, this is kind of both a strength and a weakness, I would say, of Doctor Who, mm -hmm. where, for the most part, I say that Doctor Who works best when he's saying, listen to me, I know how it works, it's too complicated for you to understand, but if you do X, bad thing will happen. Yep. Don't do X. Yep. When people do X, bad thing happens, and then he has to try and find a way to solve it. But we don't necessarily understand why he's doing it, or how it works, you just have, and we just know that it does because time travel is just too complicated for us to understand. However, whenever Doctor Who goes to actually try and explain travel and show how it works, that's where I've noticed that Doctor Who sometimes ends up getting into paradoxes and contradicting himself. Yeah, just keep and it simple. And that sort of breaks the immersion. Yeah. But if you can just say, I, it's too complicated for you to understand, but don't do this or a problem will occur, then 
I'd say it's okay. You just got to make sure that when you say you can't do X, that you never do X and ha not have the consequences. Yeah, that's... Which is another thing Doctor Who does. Doctor Who says, don't do X, bad thing happens. And then because he did X. But then he'll go and do X again later on, and then and nothing wear... bad happens. Yeah. It's like, you got to be consistent yes. if you're going to go that route. Yeah. Consistency is definitely a big thing for time travel more so than others. Because the other, the issue with, another big issue of writing time travel is uh, people's idea of reading about time travel is for some reason they are so nitpicky over time travel. Like, more so than a lot of other things. Like, people will accept the craziest things in, like, fantasy planets and animals and creatures and societies, but then it comes to, like, you just saying, hey, I want my character to go into the past and, like, have fun with that, and they just go mad. And they, they're, they're like, the nitpicking oh, and the tearing it apart. The nerds come out, they put their glasses on, and they say, well, actually, yeah. according to the laws of thermodynamics, and... Yeah. But I'd say that uh, a large part of it is because time travel has already been ripped apart so much and it's been used so much that people have analyzed it much more than most other fantasy tropes. Yeah. And so people are actually... It, it's much easier to break immersion with this. And so unless you have some sort of new take on it that is robust, people will likely rip it to shreds and say you my immersion is broken because this thing doesn't make any sense this isn't consistent and so that's why i'm saying like try and be consistent and create a robust system to maintain that immersion and again something else that happens either make it way too complicated so and say you don't understand it but yeah but keep your rules consistent so that immersion doesn't break or alternatively make it so incredibly simple that it, there's less to break, and it's much easier to keep track of everything. So like, like, again, that, yeah. that example that I gave earlier, where you can change the future, but the present, or your past that you're currently in, does not change uh, because you are currently existing in the past. You basically just appeared out of nowhere in the past. That's, that's a simple concept for time, at least in time travel stand, by time travel standards, that's a very simple concept. And because there's so few rules attached to that, it's much harder to break. Yeah. I mean, another way that you can get people kind of to accept your time traveling a bit more is to actually go the higher being route. So this is common in Doctor Who and also in Magic Treehouse, is where you have a higher being who, uh, who has control of time and understands it and stuff, sending people up through time travel and saying, look, there's this big reason why you have to go back in time and do things. And you just gotta trust me and do what we say and stuff, and in the end it'll all work out to create the timeline we have now. So, higher beings is also a good one that people kind of just see them and they're like, okay, we're good. We're just going to accept time travel this time. Cause well, that seems a little bit more like uh, the idea of <clears throat> you, how, you can go back in time, but you cannot change the past. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a very common trope that people use to make it so that time travel doesn't affect anything is because go back and your actions in the past actually cause the future. And, and so, yeah, and you can't change the past no matter how hard you try. And I'd say that's a really good way to make your time travel more robust. But the problem with that is it's far less interesting than if you can change the past. 
But at the same time, like, if you just want to write a story about someone from the future, like, looking at the past and, like, interacting with it, kind of like Magic Treehouse or Doctor Who, then, like, that's the route you should go. You should go where they don't change the future. So, because, to be honest, needing to change the future is not something most stories need in life. Like, a lot of these time-traveling stories is actually, there's this hidden battle, like, it's the secondary war. I'm thinking, I'm, there is a time-travel series, and I can't for the life of me remember the name, but literally, like, the whole premise of the story is that there is a war between two groups that are just jumping in time and interacting with each other through, like, different time periods and stuff, but the only ones really being affected by the time travel are those two. Those, that, that small group. Like, the world itself is not being changed by their actions. It's just these two groups who are battling each other through time. Uh, it's a really cool series. I wish I could remember the name of it. I feel bad that I can't. But All I can think is the Terminator. It's not the Terminator. I think that a good example of how to do this and how to solve time travel problems would be to take an example uh, of time travel that has a pr that has a problem that isn't ours and try to fix it. Now, have you seen Green Eggs and Ham? No. What is what's Green Eggs and Ham? Well, you mean other than the Dr. Seuss kids book? I I mean like the the show that's based off the Dr. Seuss book. Have you not seen it? Oh, you mean the children's show? I mean like the epic children's show, the show that's like it's really it's ridiculously well done it's all like it's hilarious it's uh got fun characters really well developed characters uh it's I got a it fantastic animation i thought it was mediocre i like i watched it and i didn't like walk away like i sometimes do a children's show but i wasn't invested in what was happening I thought it was incredible. Like I was really surprised at well how well done it was, especially because it was a Dr. Seuss adaptation. There was a time travel thing recently introduced in season two, and basically what it was was that you have like this uh, jungle where the further you went in, the younger you became, kind of similar to our River of Time. Okay, we're thinking of two uh, different shows. Okay, what, are, what show are you thinking of? There's, like, a kid's cartoon where it's the cat in the hat and he's got, like, a little spaceship no. thing. No, 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 no. That was, like, that's a, no. That's, but you said oh, children's that's show and that's what I was thinking. It's, a, it's on Netflix. It's amazing. It's way better than that. It's all hand-drawn animation to, like, keep the Dr. Seuss feel. And it, go watch it when we're done with this. Anyway. So... There's a jungle where the further uh -huh. you go in, the younger you become. Okay. Now, they had two characters going into this jungle, and they were both, like, de-aging the further they went in. But uh, when they went in, the uh, they seemed to be retaining their memories as to why they were going in there, as if the... Uh, as if the uh, time travel didn't affect their memories. However, once they're in there, the one character has gone so far back that he is now a... he's now an infant. Uh, he cannot speak. He just sits there and he, he, he cries. Like, there's... like an infant does. He doesn't seem to be having, like, the intelligence level of an adult or anything. And as he's coming back out, 
uh, out of it, he doesn't seem to really remember what they're doing or why they're there. By the time he's come out of it, he, like, remembers everything. But then this other character, um, who was actually his mother, is going in there. <laughs> she remembers everything. She has no memory loss, like, at all. Huh. And so I'm like, okay, so one person is experiencing memory loss, the other one isn't. But when you go further in, you are losing your memory... Okay, I have a, I have a name for this. This, this is the toddler... So this is like the toddler memory conundrum. So it's kind of the idea that like... Is there a point in like... Especially this is mostly for time travel where it's de-aging wise. And it affects how you're, you're aging and stuff. So pretty much the whole thing is that there's this idea that at some point in your life... You just lose most of your abilities. Like at age two. Yeah, but then you have that. You gotta ask the question. Well, why age two? Why not age five? Yeah, that's why what I mean. That's like, what, that's like what what makes age two so significant that that's the age you suddenly lose your memories? Yeah, and like none of this is explained in this uh, jungle scenario. Yeah, so it's kind of the thing uh, like uh, you feel like your memories should either de-age with you. Or they should just never de-age, which makes you feel like you're t even if you de-age to age two, since you still have like the motors, you can still like talk and still have your memories. I I guess there's like a whole motor skill, like your body itself now can't talk and function properly, in like the way you would want to, but anything related to memory, you should still be able to do. Yeah. So, so let's try and fix this uh, problem that Green Eggs and Ham had. Because this was a very significant scene. Very significant moment in terms of, like, character and uh, story and stuff. Well, I feel uh, like, uh, I actually, I think that's a, honestly a pretty simple solution in the sense that it should be related not, your memory shouldn't be lost. I think it should just be a physical issue. So, you get to a point where your body will no longer let you do the things that your memory says you should be able to, which feels very traumatizing, like, in a whole new level. Like, all of a sudden, you know how to walk, but your body won't let you walk because you're too young. You know how to talk, but your body, your tongue won't cooperate with you. Like, your body itself seems to be forgetting how to do things, even though your memory isn't. Perhaps. Uh, that oh, that just makes the the scene a little bit weirder in the yeah. in the, in the uh, show. But I mean, at, is, like, look, at some point when you can't do anything but cry. Yeah, I don't care how old you are. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so, like if that's all you can do. I suppose it's not a yeah. huge deal. He did. The thing is, when he was coming out of it, the, there was also. Oh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but. He kind of needed to not have his memories mm -hmm. as they're coming out of it, but still somehow be aware of everything that was going on. Well, okay, uh, so we go back to, like, your body losing the ability to do things. I guess, like, at some point when you're younger... Think about it. You don't have your memories from when, like, you're two or three, like, and younger and stuff. You don't have... Your brain loses... The your physical brain loses the ability to retain memories. And so you start forgetting things when you de-age, but you do it kind of- you have to wait till you get to that point. Cause like, past stage six, you keep all your memories pretty well. Like, your brain can keep memories, so you're going to keep your memories. Uh, and then it kind of explains why you get them back, cause I guess they're not- 
Your brain just loses. Okay, your brain just loses the ability to access them because of your de-aging. So you don't actually lose the memories because that's like part of your spiritual self, which is a whole thing with time travel. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. So what I'm thinking is like, and I'm trying to understand what you're saying. So they, so he goes back. He can no longer retain the memories because his brain is so young that it's just incapable of holding that information. But when he moves forward, he regains those memories because he's now older and has the ability to retain that information. Well, it's However, more... the problem, I think it, it, that makes sense for the most part, but when he's coming out of it, uh, he still doesn't seem to fully retain the information, but is aware of the, all the stuff that's going on around him. Well, yeah. I uh, mean, you're a two-year-old is very much aware of what's going on around them. Yeah, but it gets to a point where he's more like seven, and he's aware of everything that's going on. But he just still doesn't seem to like fully have his memories back. Well, I mean, you're aging and de-aging rapidly. Like there could be a lag. Like you're Supposedly that could be. I think time travel extent. lag should be is a very valid excuse for things like this. Uh, you can be lenient. Like, time travel, honestly, time travel lag is a very useful tool if you're writing about time travel. Like, explaining why some things are happening slower than others. Just be like, dude, they're time traveling. It takes a toll. And then just leave it at that. And just explain it away like that. And most people will accept that. Because there's just, time travel has so many loopholes that most people are pretty forgiving and will just enjoy the story. As long as you kind of admit that there's a loophole. And just say, yeah, but we're just going to explain it off with, like, an off-camera thing. But, like, I acknowledge this loophole exists. I have already thought about this. You do not need to comment about it 5,000 times. But I need it for my story, and I'm going to explain it as this and just move on. Yeah, and I think that's a, an important point. Like, sometimes when you're making uh, a story and you have some kind of uh, loophole or plot hole or some sort of illogical issue. If the issue is not ridiculously significant, world-breaking problem, but is really important to the characters and and the story, and it's like a significant thing that you can't go without, people are going to be more forgiving and say, okay, I am willing to just ignore this plot hole and this problem if you do these other things really, really well. Yeah. That's the key. You have to do them really well. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, people are going to be less forgiving. Like, Frozen, for example, doesn't make much sense. It has several plot holes and stuff. Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin, like, these all, all these movies, they have a lot of plot holes. They have a lot of things that don't make much sense logically, world-building-wise, character-wise, stuff. But the thing is, overall... They did story. everything else, like, outside of those problems, so incredibly well that people are willing to overlook them and forgive them. Yeah, so... And I'd say a lot, and that's the same thing with time travel. Yeah. Yeah, we... Time travel is... It, it's, again, it's just, like, time travel is so complicated, and people understand that. So, it's weird. Time travel is this thing where people are going to be extremely nitpicky about it, but they're also going to be extremely forgiving for you. They will Again, be both if simultaneously. You make a good enough story, and yeah. your time travel isn't too broken. I think the overarching thing you can learn about time travel is just don't take people's criticisms too harshly. These are just people having fun talking about time travel at this point. 
no one's really condemning you for time travel. It's just time travel is one of those things that it's really funny, fun, and enjoyable to nitpick. It just is. Me and Isaac do it all the time. So it's just one of those things. So don't, when you're writing time travel, prepare yourself for those comments and know, like, no one is actually upset with you for doing it this way. Usually. Yeah, time travel, and again, I, if you don't feel confident, like, making a robust system, I don't recommend you write your time travel story. Again, unless you have a really, really, really fun, really good story for time travel, go ahead. But for the most part, I say stay away from time travel, especially for newer writers. Mm. You, that, that's a can of worms you don't want to open up. Yeah, there's other, other ways and other stories to tell, but time travel's still fun. And, you know, it's an, it's an interesting mechanic and there's a reason why it's so loved by people because we want it really badly for ourselves. But at the same time, I think it's best if the world just doesn't have it. And I think time travel short stories prove that it's best that the world just doesn't have it. <laughs> oh yeah, the, do you have any idea how broken the world would be if we, ha if we actually had the ability to travel back in time 50 oh, it'd years? Be bad. It'd be so bad. Yeah, it's best yeah. it's best that we just the past stays the past, the present the present, and the future the future. But I think Yeah, so we get to end. I think here. we're good. Just yeah. end off the points like and make it make sure you're you're doing a really fun, creative thing. Make it uh ro as robust as possible. Either like so complicated that you can't it don't explain it, or so uncomplicated and simple mm -hmm. that it's harder to break. Yeah. Uh, I do want to give an example real quick sure. of, uh, a, of a movie that had uh, a very broken system but was still fun, but I'd say wasn't, in my book at least, it wasn't quite fun enough. Meet the Robinsons. Oh. Meet the Robinsons time travel makes no sense. It really doesn't. Like, at all. It has a million problems. But it is a fun but movie. But it is still a fun story, and so, like, but because, I think part of the thing is, it's so broken that I'm willing to ignore it for the most part, just because it's Also, it's they don't try to, to explain it. Problems it. It's really nice. Like, they don't explain it at all, and you kind of just accept yeah. it's a thing, and that's nice. Is, I think they did try to explain it at one point, but then they made it worse. Yeah. Just don't... Like, that's another thing. When, you're explain, when you introduce like one thing to solve a plot hole, you might very well make another plot hole. So the thing... So we have some movie, I guess, show suggestions for time travel watchers. Uh is uh, Meet the Robinson, uh, Green ha Eggs and Ham, apparently from Netflix. Um, it's just a few minutes of one episode. It's not a serious, like, that Well, yeah, thing. it's a serious recommendation just in general, because apparently you love it. Oh, yeah. And then Magic Treehouse is a fun one for, like, a basic time travel, if you want to go with a simpler route. It's a good example of that. Doctor Who, although, quit halfway. Don't Don't commit to the full series. Watch I, the old ones. Yeah, I didn't watch Beyond the Eleventh Doctor. I, I don't think I finished it. You lasted Doctor. longer than me. I think I quit Tenth. The Tenth Doctor was good. I like the Tenth Doctor. Anyways, I think this is where we're going to end it. Alright. Uh, this was a good conversation. I think we've got some good tips out there and stuff. Time travel. Time travel's weird. It's hard, but it's fun. And this is, this is where we're going to be saying goodbye, guys. So... We will see you next week when we will be doing our normal uh, content, where which is where We're we done. yeah, where we take a prompt and we create the worlds around it. So we will be back next week with that. 
So see you then. Yeah, and if you're if you guys are interested in how we have handled time travel, we have several episodes that we were referencing before that you could go and check out. I was I am gonna make a playlist. I'm gonna make a playlist, you guys, and I'm linking it below, and you guys can. But just we might as well have a time travel. playlist We should at this have point. a time travel playlist, and it's linked down below with all our time travel related ones. So you guys yeah, can watch I it. highly recommend the time travel three one. I like that one. I think we're is our very strongest. proud of that one. Yeah, that one it had a lot of plot holes, but I think we did a pretty good job of solving them all. Yeah. And if you wanna, I and then a personal favorite for mine is the memory elevator. Just watching time travel just fail miserably and us giving up on yeah. it. It's very funny. <laughs> it was a good yeah. But we tried. We did we try. failed. Yeah. But this is where we're going to end it. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Adios. Adios.